Well, hello everybody. Uh, welcome to What to Do. I am your host, John Gillick, and I am indeed uh, glad to be with you today on this Friday, July 3rd, um, right before July 4th. I can't believe it. it doesn't even feel like July 4th is going to be tomorrow, but nonetheless, here it is. Um, you know, more news on the pandemic front. Things are ramping up pretty big in places like Florida, Arizona, Texas, um, New Jersey, though. It seems like it's flattening out a little bit here in New Jersey. But nonetheless, we'll get into that a little bit later on. Um, again, if you want to be a part of this, you want some uh, drop a line or just talk a little bit about some up, upcoming shows and different ideas for different shows, by all means, please email me. It's jjg5150 at aol.com or just look me up on Facebook at John Gillick and I'll be more than happy to uh, talk with you and chat a little bit about uh, upcoming podcasts and things like that. A lot of really good positives coming in this past couple of weeks on different uh, things I've talked about and what to do. Um, a really positive spin on, on what's going on. And, you know, I, I, I've tried to avoid the political things and I've tried to avoid a lot of the things that um, make our world kind of spin on the axis that it's spinning on. Um, and I try to avoid all that. And I, I think we, there's enough negativity uh, happening in, in the world that we don't need an extra voice to chime in about what's happening. So, you know, and I, and I also never, ever, even in my personal life, I never, ever discuss political um, concepts and things like that. I just never talk about it because I, I believe it's a very personal thing. And that's where I'm going to leave it. So, um a couple of things uh, taken away from this past week that were really, really positive. Uh, some really good, good news on the, on the uh, job front for myself. Uh, picked up a couple of voiceover things and different um, things I'll be able to talk about as we move through the next couple of weeks. I'll be able to share some of that information with you on here. Um, and hopefully that you guys can check that out too. Um, you know, speaking, you know, just a, a, a real brief moment here. Speaking about... Um, craziness in Washington. You know, it was 37 years ago that the Beach Boys were banned from playing their annual 4th of July concert uh, in Washington, D.C. 37 years ago. You know, and the Beach Boys, who you would think are, you know, an American institution, you know, one of the most uh, celebrated, if you would, um, type of, of, of bands and, and just all American kind of, kind of thing banned from playing in Washington, D.C. because they were deemed not to be wholesome. They were deemed to be wild and crazy. And I'm sure, and we've all heard the stories behind the scenes. We all heard those tales of, of drug abuse and, and, and alcohol abuse and just overall just their mental state and things like that and who's arguing with who, who didn't get along with who. But, you know, that's behind the scenes. What's in front of you, what's on the stage is the pure musicianship and the wonderful songwriting that made the Beach Boys the Beach Boys. And I think that one of the, one of the things that I laugh at now, 37 years later, that they were deemed, they were deemed unwelcomed because they were not wholesome. Uh, I wonder if that would play true in today's world. <laughs> Who knows what would pass uh, for a performance in Washington, D.C. on July 4th. You know, obviously there won't be anything because we don't have live audiences anymore. You know, we don't have, 
we won't have the opportunity to have live audiences for quite some time. I, I would be willing to bet once Broadway uh, opens, and they're tentatively thinking of January 3rd, 2021, once Broadway opens, I think that everybody else is going to just follow along and, and be able to, to, to open up safely and make sure that everyone is, is well enough to attend and see live music and live performances. Speaking of live music and live performances, happy Hamilton Day. Um, Hamilton, yeah, you'll be able to stream that now on Disney+. Plus. And I believe it started at 3 a.m. You know, I was checking out on Facebook a couple of things about Hamilton. And uh, one of the things I found interesting was people were staying up till 3 a.m., feigning sleep to be able to watch uh, Hamilton live. And I know we're going to be watching it here tonight um, as, as part of our evening television watching, and I'm eager to see it, you know, and I've had a lot of my students suggest we play songs from Hamilton, and I love the music, and I, you know, I think it's great, but one of the other things I found that was funny on the internet, actually, my wife found this, (laughs) she found a Hamilton drinking game, Uh, so if you adults out there are are bored, and you want to play along with a drinking game, I'm sure you can locate that on on Facebook or a website or somewhere, you can find the Hamilton drinking game, and play along and see what happens to you by the end of the uh, end of the show. Um, and it's funny, I remember, you know, Roxanne by the police was a drinking game. Every time you said Roxanne, you had to take a, a sip of whatever you, you had in front of you as an alcoholic beverage. But, um, yeah, so the Hamilton Day, that is today. Um, you know, I'm sure thousands upon thousands upon thousands are going to be streaming it. And, you know, my wife had a really good point. Like, we're waiting for months and years to go see uh, the show, Hamilton. You know, you, you, you pay exorbitant amount of money to go see it. And then, you know, here it is on, on Disney. I mean, yes, you're going to pay a fee for it. It's not free. But, you know, you get to see it in the comfort of your own home. And um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people to check out and, and be able to uh, watch with their friends and families. You know, I also was uh, <clears throat> musing about uh, different websites about this baseball uh, that's starting up. I think some teams are started already, but I know the Yankees here in New York area, the Yankees and the Mets start officially tomorrow with their summer camp. And it's funny, funny to say summer camp with a bunch of uh, adult uh, baseball players, but surely enough, it's going to be a, a, a summer camp training for them. Um, something very interesting that, that crossed over in one of the articles I was reading about the baseball, the MLB, is that um, some teams are not allowing their uh, play-by-play people to travel with the team when they go to different uh, cities to, to play. So they're going to have to do the play-by-play on television. Now, if anyone has watched the Korean baseball, um, and I did check out a few games, uh, they do it from the comfort of their own home, and it works out fairly well. So, you know, you wonder how it's going to be, you know, with a television set. Maybe, you know, some of these guys will get the calls right if they have it direct on TV. They'll see, happy, happy, they'll be able to see what happened instead of just, you know, the, home, the usual home run call and, oh, he caught it in left field or, or whatever. But, yeah, Major League Baseball planning the comeback. Um, you know, a few players have opted out, and, uh, you know, I don't blame them. You know, they're thinking about their health and they're thinking about the safety and of their families and things like that. And that's and that's that's a pretty cool thing. And I don't I don't begrudge them. And some NBA players have decided the same thing. And, um, you know, so it should be a very interesting um, aspect to the summer with two sports that no one even thinks about during the summer unless you have won the NBA championship or the Stanley Cup. <laughs> you know, uh, but 
both leagues are going to be ramping up and uh, competing there with Major League Baseball for the viewers and for the attention of, of the public. So hopefully we'll get, uh, get some meaningful things happening in the world of sports. Something very interesting uh, today, too. I was, I was checking out This Day in Music and uh, a couple of things that were uh, very, very cool <laughs> and two things that were very not cool. Um, one of them was that uh, Fontella Bass in 1940, she was born this day in 1940, and she had a number four hit uh, with the song Rescue Me in 1965. And it, it's interesting because... Here was a woman um, who really uh, kind of slid under uh, the entire female pop singers of the late 50s and 60s, and she had a wonderful tune with this Rescue Me. And something about the piece that very, very interesting was it was t- done in one take, um, and that was it. That's all they needed. And another uh, news, in 1943, Judith Durham, she was part of the Australian folk pop group called The Seekers, and they had a number one single with I'll Never Find Another You, which is a really, really amazing piece of music. So if you get to check out Fontella Bass's uh, Rescue Me and uh, The Seekers, I'll Never Find Another You, that would be also something for you to just to, just to check out over the, over the break, over the uh, July 4th weekend here. Two things that were very, very uh, shocking. Uh, in 1969, Brian Jones of the Rolling Stones passed away. Um, under the influence of drugs and alcohol, taking a midnight swim in his pool, and Jim Morrison in 1971, um, found dead in Paris, France. Um, you know, two two heavyweights. You know, two folks who played, um, who played, you know, by the rule, didn't by their own rules actually. But you know, the Doors were their own thing they, they didn't sound like anybody when you heard a Doors song on the radio you knew it was the Doors and you just a reckless abandon that Jim Morrison had for not only being a, a wild singer and a wild frontman but a great lyricist um and then Brian Jones who was just you know added so much flavor to the Rolling Stones and uh just brought out a different side musically of the Rolling Stones um I think those were two um two people taken from us you know under their own you know they, I like when celebrities, you know, pass away and like, oh, we could have done something to help them. We could have done something, you know, how about the here and now? Help them out in the here and now. But two great musicians who we lost on this day in, uh, in, in the 60, late 60s and early 70s, respectfully. Yeah, music's playing a big role uh, these days. I'm seeing a lot of uh, collaborations. I'm seeing a lot of different uh, folks getting together and making new music, which is great for the soul. Um, you know, nothing speaks to a person like music. And when you have uh, some of these collaborations getting together and, and creating new music, um, it's kind of refreshing. It's kind of it's cool to hear it. Um, and you may not be the world's biggest fan of Motley Crue, but Tommy Lee has a really good couple of singles out uh, that he's done in collaboration with a rapper and, and some other folks in, in the indie uh, side of things. Really, really solid music. Um, it's just uplifting. You know, it's just good to hear some new things. And, and, you know, when we're looking at reruns after reruns after reruns of television and DVRing everything and, and, and going through the, you know, the binge watching of Netflix and, and Hulu and what have you, um, it's always good to just li- kick back and listen for some new music that might be out there. 
And uh, I know that uh, I got wind of the fact that Volbeat is actually working on enough material for two albums, supposedly. Um, they're a Swedish uh, heavy metal band, uh, really solid group, really good musicians. Um, yeah, they're working on some new material. So it's kind of cool to hear that things like that are, are working. You know, people are moving ahead with their plans and, and, and projects will, co- will come out and come forth and make for a really um, wonderful musical treat. Um, the other day, which I thought was pretty cool, uh, I know I talk a little bit about drum and bugle corps while I'm on here. Well, the cadets, uh, drum corps, they had a uh, Zoom meeting the other night where they went over some of their uh, greatest shows of all time. And I got to hand it to, to, to these kids who, who march in those organizations. Um, you know, you, you literally watch art on a field. And, you know, if you haven't, if, you, if you're new to this whole thing and you're someone who's listening to this for the first time and you're asking, what is it? What is a cadets? What is a drum corps? I would just go to YouTube and, and plug in cadets 1993 and watch that show. It is literally, literally the fast, one of the fastest things I've ever seen on a field. Plug in the cadets 2011 show and watch the intricacies of the movement and how it lines up with the music. It's, it's a wonderful thing to see. And it's a wonderful thing to, to hear the designers of that music and, and the visual program talk about it and made you aware of some of the design ideas that they were throwing around. And it just elevates the art form to a whole other level. So some really good stuff there. Um, I just, I'm just taking it all in this weekend. I have uh, my niece and nephew coming over tomorrow for some uh, an all-American picnic. We decided to call it hamburgers, hot dogs, apple pie, Chevrolet. I mean, it's all going to be there for uh, for 4th of July. Of course, socially distancing and keeping our, our paces and things like that. But it is going to be nice to see some family tomorrow, which will be cool. Um, you know, and I hope we take into account, you know, what happened in 1776, July 4th. You know, we have our freedom, folks. We have it. Um, and we've had it for an awful long time. And I was talking to a friend of mine. He's, we're about the same age. And he said to me, he goes, do you remember in 1976 how cool it was? We were celebrating the 200th birthday of the United States. And I think that was Operation Tall Ships or something like that was called. And you watched all these amazing vessels come into the Hudson River. And it was just pageantry. It was just so cool to see that. And that's a slice of Americana that, you know, I will have with me forever. I don't need to see a video of it. I don't need to read something about it. I experienced it. And that was my part of Americana. And, you know, and I've been all around the country. I've been, I've been in big cities. I've been in, I've been in cities that only had 400 people in it. I can tell you, folks, we really are so diverse. But yet, when we see that flag, we all come together. And I hope we remember that on, on Independence Day. I hope we remember our, our families, our, our relatives, our friends, those who might be serving. Um, I hope we remember, you know, the good times and looking forward to more good times as we go forward in, in this world. So again, I thank you for listening. This is John Gillick, and this is What to Do. Uh, if you want to get involved with the show, please email me, jjg5150 or catch me on Facebook. I know some of you have. We've, some of you have friended me on Facebook, and we've had some interesting chats about things. And I enjoy and love the positivity towards the program. Again, thank you for listening, and have a wonderful, happy 
and healthy July 4th holiday. Bye-bye.